welcome to Getting Real Estate in Vegas. I am Bridget Magnus, and this is the Vegas Video Network. Absolutely. Be sure to catch all of our great shows. And I tell you what, if yesterday you missed the premiere of Top of the Food Chain, you missed something worth going back to see. So head back into the archives or dig it up on, you, on iTunes. Excuse me, I'm tripping over my own tongue today. We've got a terrific show, so let's get things started with some Friday figures. Now, I hope nobody's bothered by the fact that it is Friday the 13th. <gasps> okay, well, at, all of this information is from our local MLS system. As of this morning, we had 14,648 available units. Um, Median price on houses was 135,000, and the median price on condos and townhomes was 64,000. Um, out of those, 3,056 were foreclosed homes with a median price of 100,600. Hey, that's up. Or let's count it. Um, we do also have 6,749 short sales available with a median price of 110, and uh, 4,839 non-distressed homes with a median price of 175,000. In the last 30 days, we have closed 3,868 homes. The median sales price on those was 111,000, and the median list price was 115,000. So this week, the gap was a little bit bigger than usual. We do also have 13,313 contingent and pending uh, properties waiting to close. 3,761 rentals with a median price of 1,100 are available right now. And new leases, 2,288, also a median price of 1,100. Big news week, but let me distill it down to the simple for you. Um, mortgage interest rates dropped again to a new low for the year at 4.63%. This is amazing. I certainly did not expect them to stay in this realm for as long as they have. Um, the banks and state attorneys general are still wrangling about a possible foreclosure fraud settlement. Mostly they are two things they can't agree on, money and whether anybody needs to go to jail. Also, I'd just like to point out that foreclosures are down for the seventh month in a row. They are down both in the filings and the number of homes that are being repossessed. Great news by absolutely any standard. Now, we've been taking a little tour around Vegas of homes that are about median price. We've already showed you a decent home in the Northwest and a really pretty little home in North Las Vegas. Well, today we're going to show you not so pretty a home in the southwest of town. And you're going to look at it and you're going to say, Bridget, what makes them think that's worth 135? And I have three words for you. Location, location, location. This particular home is near the intersection of um, Sahara and Fort Apache. And as you can see, we do have some work that needs to be done. We got a bunch of things that are not in very good shape. As far as I'm concerned, most of the flooring in this place could go. At least we've got ceiling fans and decent light fixtures. Even the marble tile is chipped up. Let's go into that kitchen. Well, first, let's stop. The one thing I can really say about this house that's nice is good landscaping. But let's, uh, let's head on back to the kitchen. We'll have another chance to look at some of that landscaping in a couple of minutes. So there we go. It's just a bare bones kitchen with a bare bones stove, but I do like that little stained glass feature. I think that's pretty. Um, we do have a pretty good light fixture up there. That's going to give you good light. 
So let's take a look at what else we've got here. We do have a fireplace, and they've been trying to put down some wood flooring, but it hasn't worked out quite right. We have a charming little storage closet here that could also use a, a, a bit of paint, but there you have it. We're going to take a little look out into this side yard where we do have some trees and whatnot. That's not too bad, is it? Let's go take a peek at the, oh yeah, that hole in the wall is not going to fly. But we're going to take a look here in the laundry room, which as you can see needs some work. That door is banged up. The wall needs paint. Uh, great garden. Got to hand it to that person who took care of that. All you got to do is get some weeds pulled and you are good to go outside at least. We do have a coat closet here by the garage door and a bathroom that is also in need of some TLC. Look at the way that toilet tank is sitting. Mm. So then let's take a quick peek at that ceiling fan on our way upstairs. Do we have a question? We do have a okay. question. Okay, what's the question? Karen wants to know, what are the cross streets for this house? Um, Sahara and Fort Apache. And just to head off the next question, it was built in 1988. There we go, let's head upstairs. I'm getting better about taking stairs quickly, people. As you can see, we don't have carpet or anything upstairs. We do have a digital thermostat. That's the nicest thing I can say. We are missing a door to the master bedroom, missing the closet doors. There we go. We're going to turn and take a look at the rest of the room, which is painted very dark. Was this a foreclosure? Yes, it is. And how about that palm tree? Somebody spent a lot of time painting that palm tree in the master bathroom. Let's take a look at the rest of it. We do only have the one sink, which you know wasn't uncommon for 1988. And we do have a pretty standard tub with a shower there. On to the next bedroom. Little alcove. That vault-to-ceiling is nice. And now I guess we get to find out what's behind the green door. <laughs> All right, let's check out the rest of the room. We have more of that lovely bright green paint, another view of that fabulous garden, and we do have a, what's called a Jack and Jill bathroom here. There are two entrances, one from this bedroom and one from the other. A smaller closet in this one, not a walk-in at all. But yeah, it's a pretty standard bathroom. On to the last of the three bedrooms once we check out the linen closet, which is small but serviceable. You got to hand it that. One more bedroom here. Just checking to make sure that that door over there does, in fact, go to the bathroom. And when I open it up, surprise, it is. I would also like to point out that from this bedroom, you've got a bit of a mountain view. Not much of one, but it is a mountain. <laughs> And that's pretty much all I've got to say about that little house. Now, why is it worth as much as it is and as bad a shape as it is? Well, because the median price for similar homes is $10,000 more. If you were to go ahead and put $10,000 and some sweat equity into that house, you would have a shining little gem. So then, the, uh, the, the thing I'd like to talk about next is actually brought up by one of my clients. So I think it's time for real advice.
So the question was posed to me, how do listing prices get decided? Who decides them? How do they get picked? How does that work? Pretty darn good question. Well, the short answer is that the property owner sets the price. The long answer is it depends. Now we're going to start off with a non-distressed listing because that's the simplest. Um, usually the owner will approach a realtor to have a competitive market analysis done. We call that a CMA for short. And the owner is going to pick his own price. Uh, he might go with the price that uh, the CMA indicates would be the best deal. He might go a little higher thinking he might have to bargain down from that place. He might go a little lower to try and generate some interest in the property. Uh, that's also going to encourage a very fast sale and perhaps even multiple offers. It is also possible that the owner may pick a number that is a lot higher or a lot lower than what that CMA indicates. But it is up to him and as the realtor I can say, you know, I don't think you ought to do that, but it is not up to me. Now in the case of a bank owned property, Someone called an asset manager. He's a guy who works for the bank, who manages getting rid of the asset. He's going to get multiple broker price opinions, or BPO for short. That's essentially a CMA that's done for a bank. Not a whole lot of difference. There's just a couple of tweaks in, in the formatting and whatnot. He may also get an appraisal on the place. So the asset manager is going to take all of these numbers and he is going to also consider the amount of money that the bank is owed by the previous homeowner. After he does all of that, he is going to pick a price that he reasonably thinks the property can sell for and at least try and get as much of that money back as possible. Most of the smart ones are going a bit lower because they want to get multiple offers. They want to get a bidding war started. The more they can get it bid up, the more of that money they can recoup. And I, I hate to say it, but many buyers are not the most rational people when it comes to bidding wars. Now there is one little exception uh, when it comes to foreclosures, and that is HUD. When the ha Department of Housing and Urban Development puts a home on the market, they get an FHA appraisal, and boom, that's the number. No must, no fuss. It's simple. They know it appraises for this. They're going to put it on the market for this, and that's just going to be it. Where we really get complicated, though, is short sales. Now, on a short sale, the owner is going to pick the initial price, but usually uh, the owner is content to just pick whatever number the realtor suggests in that CMA that we talked about before. The owner doesn't really care because he's not going to get a dime out of this sale. All he wants is to get out from under that house. However, after the bank looks at a purchase offer that some buyer has sent in, the bank is either going to approve that price or come back with another price that they want. Now, if for whatever reason the buyer has to back out at this point, a smart realtor is going to get authorization from the owner to change the list price to the figure that the bank has already approved or at least put notes in the agent-to-agent -agent remarks that there was an approval at a certain price. Now, Bridget, what if the bank says no? If the bank says no, then the listing is generally withdrawn and the house usually goes into foreclosure, so there's not any need for a price change. 
Well, the weather's starting to get hot here in Las Vegas, so I do hope that you go ahead and enjoy your weekend because I've finished up with things that I've got to say. Do be sure to send your questions, problems, and suggestions to Getting Real at Vegas Video Network so that we can go ahead and get those answered for you. Um, don't forget to tune in to our other shows at the Vegas Video Network or go ahead and download them from iTunes. If you have a personal real estate issue that I can help you with, please be sure to check out my contact information at BridgetMagnus.com along with the complete version of the Friday Figures. Good night and have a terrific weekend.